Welcome to Keeping It Real, where we talk business, money, and mindset. Welcome back to Keeping It Real podcast, everybody. I'm your host, Parikshit. And today, as always, I have a special guest. And something I want to address before I even start this podcast is I realized that the last two previous podcasts, I've been like very professional, very, you know, interview style, almost acting like an interviewer. And um, that's not really my vision with this podcast. You know, I want this podcast to be free flowing, actually have like, I'm like basically conversations. And most of the people I'm bringing on are my friends as well. So I I think, um, you know, I just wanted to make sure that I kind of stick to like just being me, you know, I think, yeah, the last podcast I got too to like professional inter- interviewer style, but today or going from now on, these podcasts are going to be just straight free flowing conversation. And like I said, I always have my friends on and today I got one of my really, really cool friends on, you know, he's actually a client of mine as well for email marketing. We actually met, uh, we met through some mutual friends and he reached out to me, you know, to do some email work and just together we've been able to uh, make a lot of money. And this is just the beginning, right? But anyways, I have my homie Dave with me here today. He's from Cleveland. Don't worry, guys, I'm going to get him to introduce himself. You know, I give him a pretty boring uh, introduction. My bad, Dave. But I feel like, you know, you're going to give yourself, uh, I, I will definitely add on. You just got to know Dave is one of the, he's an entrepreneur, you know, like when we talk about e-commerce marketing, there are, there's a difference between entrepreneurs and people that do it for money. Dave is an entrepreneur with a long-term vision. Dave is someone that treats his business like a business, works on his business rather than in his business. And that's why I wanted him to come on because he's one of these, uh, I like to call them low-key guys that are, you know, that have a lot of value that are doing, that are doing amazing, but don't necessarily have the personal brand or don't necessarily go out or are, are outgoing or like, you know, saying too much. Right. So I want to give them a space where they can share their story, give value, talk about the experiences and just go on with this. Anyway, Dave, welcome to the podcast, bro. I'm excited to have you, bro. Well, for sure, man. PB, I really appreciate it, bro. I'm excited to be on. Hell yeah, bro. Dave, go ahead. You know, I, I go ahead and introduce yourself for the people that do not know you. You know what I mean? Uh, sure. Definitely, definitely mentioned Cleveland because that's a big part of you. <laughs> <laughs> oh no, it's huge. Yeah, guys, no. I, my name is David Davis. I own a company called Shadowbox Media Companies. So what we are is we're a digital marketing agency. We're a full service media buying agency based out of Cleveland, Ohio. So what we do is a lot of things in the e-commerce sector. We uh, you know like run a lot of internal websites, and what we do is we utilize those internal websites as case studies subsequently to be able to show our clients the type of results that we've been able to have for ourselves. Because you know what, like, when you're in business. This is about solving problems. It's not necessarily about selling things. And how can somebody mm-hmm. be comfortable with interacting with you if they feel as though you haven't been able to solve your independent problems? How can you solve my problems if you haven't been able to solve your own problems? So that's pretty much, you know, like the, the, the gist of what we do with Shadowbox and everything and how, you know, like we're able to maneuver just the digital ecosystem and being able to just create that credibility. So, you know, I'm in that, that stage of business right now. Awesome, man. Awesome. So you run a digital marketing agency. You have clients for e-commerce, but you have your own stores as well, right? Correct. Nice, nice. And I think um, that's awesome what you just said, man. Like not only are you an agency, you're actually doing the thing. So when you go to clients, like, hey, listen, we're not just some agency that's going to promise you something. We are doing it ourselves. We understand, uh, you know, your problem. We understand where you're coming from, this, that, or whatever. And I think, I think that's another good thing about your business is like, you can relate to them, you know, cause you go to the exact same. I think that's the best thing. And some of the things I actually tell some of my students is become your target market, become your audience. Because yeah. when you are your audience, you can craft your message 
or your messaging in a way where they understand it, right? I feel like a lot of times, sorry, you were about to say something? No, no, no. I'm just agreeing with what you said. Like the, that relatability, it means everything. Because like I said, if you don't know who you're talking to, it's a mute point. You know, like you're not getting anything across to them. You're talking at someone versus talking to them. You know, so with that being said, like you just hit on the head with, you know, actually becoming your target audience. How can I really maneuver people through the e-commerce space if I'm not really savvy to all the ups and downs and what could happen around the corner? You know, now I have somebody right. out here, you know, and I got them exposed in an area that they're not, like they're not proficient in, but yet I've conveyed myself to be the quote unquote guru or you know like, well, I'm supposed to be the leader mm-hmm. yet I don't really know and you know it's funny it's funny you say that because that's like the space we are in you know like we know a lot of people or like we've probably seen some people or you know just being in the Instagram world of entrepreneur we know so many people that have a course where they teach something and they don't even do the thing that they teach yeah the way i look at it bro it's like school 2.0 man it's like these professors uh, professors i had you know what i mean yep teaching me about shit they don't know and it's so it's we were talking about this yesterday so by the way guys you know yesterday me and they were supposed to record this but we just had a conversation instead and i'm like wow like i wish we recorded because it was amazing and one thing we talked about was exactly that you know like the online space how people are just faking it like people are just not man I think a lot of people in our space, they look at, look at what we're doing more as a money grab, a cash grab than something long-term. Wouldn't you agree? Oh, well, no, for sure. When you, like you and I had a really, really good conversation yesterday. I wish it could actually be recorded because every time. I know, I we, we, we'll, t- we'll touch on the point. We'll touch on these points for sure. For sure. I think just while we're talking, but yeah, that was, you know what I mean? Oh, like, yeah. A lot of people, going. like you said, they look at it like a money grab. A lot of people don't really understand that just because businesses are transitioning into the digital ecosystem and the virtual plane, it doesn't mean that the principles of business that have been existent for a hundred years still don't exist, still don't apply. And a lot of people wow. just totally, you know, just disregard that. You know, like they look at, okay, this is online money and stuff. It's not like regular money. It certainly is. It's certainly taxable money. You know, like there's ways you have to go about this just like you would operate a normal business and everything. And it's, I think the, um, probably the, the largest part of everything that's happening, you know, just digitally and everything is, is really it creates a requirement for people to create the structure because it's such a blank canvas. And for somebody, you know, who's just looking at this as a money grab and not a real entrepreneur, they fail to really build a business. And I feel as though this is one of the most, probably the best opportunity for in, in, in people's lives. The, the advent of technology has allowed people who normally wouldn't be able to compete on a certain area or on a certain scale to really be able to compete without those disparities economically, you know, with the access to information because of the advent of technology, mm-hmm. you know? Right. hundred percent. And I think I loved what you pointed out is that, Hey, the business rules still apply, even though it's online. Right. And I think a lot of people, they, you know what, like, I really want to touch on this point because the people listening right now, they are in the same position that we used to be in where we looked at it more as uh, you know, cash grab. We looked at it as a, I'll love to call it. It's a lit. If you don't have a proper business, like proper structure, a proper team, yeah. it's more of a lit. Like, you know, it's just a, it's just a side hustle. It's like, it's a hustle. You know, yeah. Yeah, it's yeah. a hustle. It's literally a hustle. And exactly. the way, what I, what I tell people is, yo, listen, if you're doing everything in your business, you don't have a business, you have a job. Like there you, you go. escape this whole nine to five, yeah, you know, rat That's, race. It's, it's the same. It's, it's you created literally, literally, you just created that rat race just at your home now, or whatever. Like you know, isn't that crazy, man? You create your own independent rat race. L- literally, right? And the That's thing is, I, you know, I was on this. I was on this for a minute, like because before. This is how I explain to people, like 
you know, what I mean by this, what we mean by having a business rather than, you know, hustle. So let me tell you guys something. Okay. Before I was a business, right? Me yep. splash prediction. I was the business because let's say, God forbid, I get sick tomorrow and I can't write emails yep. that day. I probably won't make money. Right yep. now we have mint at like mint Ave is its own thing. I'm, I am a part of mint. Ave. So mint Ave, my business, you yep. know, it's his own thing. And I'm just a part of it before I was mint Ave, you know, I Dude. was, you know, you know what I mean? Like uh, mint Ave is performing poor. That means I am performing poor. Now it's like, God forbid, let's say something were to happen to me tomorrow. Mint Ave still exists. It's still going to be running. You know, yeah. it's just, yeah. I am not there. And I think that's, what a business is and that's a level you need to get at because yep. Dave, imagine like, man, imagine me hitting you up saying, yo, let's go to Bali. Let's go to Mexico. And you're saying, oh man, like, and even, and when we go there, you're there with your laptop working all the time while we're trying to have fun. Yep. Is that fun? Is that, is that a reality that you want for yourself? Nope. You know what? I might as well just go back to Cleveland and go get a real job. Real, like on some real shit, because at that point you don't have to take the risk. You don't have to worry about uncertainty. Yep. You, know, you know, you have security, you have structure. You your have, free, you get, your, your free time your, is your free time. Just think about you, that. You're, you and I are on vacation, but if I have my own independent rat race, that means my job, my rat race is all the time. But at least if I work a nine to five, after five, you and I can actually have fun. Yeah, like, you know, that's why people after work, they go to bars and shit because they're like, I literally have nothing to do. Like, we, yep. you know, we're off the clock. We're not getting paid for this. Why, why would we do that? Exactly. And you know what? Like, this is a big epiphany I had last year around this time in Bali when I was in Bali last year where I'm in my villa, beautiful villa, by the way, you know, two bedroom AC, maids are coming, cleaning, private pool. And then I'm on my laptop creating slides for my presentations, you know, writing emails. And then my homies are going surfing, you know? And I'm like, wow, like, right now I don't really have a business. Like I really, you know, don't. And I think once I really started thinking and I want to touch on this and we should probably touch on this right now, the marketer versus businessman. You know what I mean? Uh, oh. Just being in the world we are in of marketing, being in the world that we are in of just making money online. I, I guess we can just classify it as making money online. You know, from what you've seen, I think I'm gonna touch on as well. Like why do people need to get away from that marketer or make money, you know, the, the guy that gets money to a businessman? Because right when I tr switch my mindset from an email marketer to a businessman, my whole business exploded. Mid my whole business exploded. Exploded. Dude, look, I, I, before, before I get to that point about the market versus the businessman, I can't even like overstep. Like probably if anybody's listening, if you take away anything, what's what PB just said before about, creating your own independent rat race, still working a nine to five by working in your business and not on it. Literally, when I realized at a certain point, see, like, I got to rewind, just kind of tell everyone my story. See, when I was in high school, I've been doing e-commerce. I'm 20 years old. PB and I are the same age and I've been doing it. Yeah, e yeah. Dude, I think, I think this is a perfect time for you to touch on some of your previous business ventures because I think that will relate to how you transitioned from, you know, uh, yeah. you're still, I, still making money, but now making money as a businessman. Exactly. Like, that, there you go. Amen to that. Look, so when I was in high school, you know, like I said, and before I really, you know, started maturing in my mind and everything, you know, I, I would I, I would normally relate things just to age and everything. I would say, you know, I'm 14, I'm 15 years old. I mean, what are, what are other 14 and 50 year olds doing? You know, I, it's okay for me to have a hustle and everything. And right there, you know, like the mind state is everything. And you have to understand that business is a, a strictly cerebral mental game, 100%. Like you have to be able to have the mental fortitude to deal with a lot of the things that occur mm -hmm. because business is a peaks and valleys game. You know, like there's ups and there's downs. But if you're a true competitor, in order to to get your wins you have to be able to accept your losses so with that being said 
for a long time, I was content with just, you know, making some money, you know, like on the internet, whenever I would go on the internet. But just like PB was saying, every time he's writing emails, that's the only time he's making money and stuff. If I wasn't selling something online, if I wasn't actively doing an influencer post, actively closing the deal, I wasn't making any money. And I just thought to myself, you know, as the time went on, like I said, you're 14, you're 15, you're 16 years old. It's not necessarily so much of a... it's, it's, it's not a priority at the time to really start thinking about the transition into how you can start doing this and creating some stability. Because like I said, I mean, $1,000, $2,000, I mean, I'm 15 years old. You know, I'm fine. That's a lot of money for a you know, 15-year-old, bro. You're balling. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. At the time, in, in your mind, you think that. But like I said, the train keeps on rolling. The train keeps on rolling. You get a little bit older, you're 16, you're 17 years old, you're still making that type of money. Like I said, at a certain point, once you've been indoctrinated to that type of finances and you, once, you, once you're used to that type of income, you start to think like further in life, like what, how can I sustain this? Because you think you start to, you, you, you have a new level of comfort to your life. Let's be honest. Once you started making this econ money, this email marketing money at a certain level, things started to change a little bit, you know, like just oh, the, man, yeah. the comfortability. You, you don't want to go back. Com- the complacency. You know what? That's the, that's one of the main things I asked uh, my mentor, Mac. Like, I'm like, yo, how do you not get complacent? Cause there've been so many times like, I'm going to be honest, during this quarantine, there's been a lot of times where I've been super complacent, right? Especially, oh, yeah. what, we're, especially what we just talked about. Like, after, like, you guys got to realize after you have a team, you realize, wow, like, this is how, you know, like, life is supposed to be, like, not me worrying about shit all the time. Yep. And, you know, since having all that free time, I got very comfortable. But, yep, you know, you can't, you really can't. Like the way I explained to Dave yesterday was, you know, we were both watching, you know, the last dance, the documentary. I hope you guys watched it. We, it just finished. Right. And the way I looked at it is like, why if I'm celebrating right now, I'm celebrating mid season, man. Like this is just a mid season game that I won before all-star and now I'm going out the club and partying, you know, I got to be on some Kobe and Jordan shit and not give a fuck until you know, game six, game seven, the buzzer's up and, you know, there's a championship in your hand. Exactly. And I guess like, it sounds weird to you guys, but you know, once it's an analogy, right? So what's your championship for you? You know, what is that big goal for you? And ever since I did that, my whole life has changed. And I actually haven't like, you know, like I don't lack motivation no more just because I I think we were just talking about it with you as well. Like we, like right before this call, we both, we both said, I'm like super in my bag right now. You're like, yo, I am in my bag right now as well. And that's like a metaphor for like, yo, you know, I'm really like that inner drive you have to literally do anything. All you care about is your goals right now. You know what I mean? Oh yeah. I think people really need to get to that. People really need to make that transition because once you get to that point, like you said, you have to identify what is your Super Bowl, what is your finals. Like I said, because like for us, you know, like I said, we might be searching economic prosperity, but that might might not be for everybody. But you still need to identify your path and, and you know like where you ultimately want to end up. Because like I said, for example, just recently, you know, I was really blessed to you know make Ford's Business Council. And that's something that I view as a prerequisite to where I ultimately want to end up. You know, why, Mm. why am I not celebrating it so much? Because like I said, that's still not my Super Bowl. I understand you have to win in the regular season. You have to win the playoffs to get to the finals, but 
it's still not the game. You know, it's still not that. So with that being said, I just feel like UPB, I don't lack motivation anymore because I realize I have to continue to create, just like you have to create your business and create your opportunity, you have to continue to create your own motivation from within. That's what I'm saying. Like, business is strictly a 100% cerebral game because all of this stuff that we're talking about, this is all stuff in you and I's mind. Half of this stuff isn't even tangible, you know? And going back man, to your if- point about being a businessman, you know, versus a marketer and just, you know, being able to run your business and not, you know, what work in your business or, you know, what work on your business versus work in it. I started just realizing there's some things that I want in life and everything, and it's not going to be attainable if I'm out here hustling. And I realized that this is a cyclical nature that if I don't break this cycle, then you can get stuck in it. Because let's be honest, this internet money is very volatile and it's in a very robust economy right now because the digital space is the only thing that's not necessarily being recessed. So with that being said, you had that type of money rolling in and everything. How do you realize to yourself that this isn't, I have to continue pressing forward because what, what, what goals are you setting for yourself that are big enough that it's going to take you time to achieve and stuff. You don't want this money to just to stop because you're just making a little bit of money here on the side. One, two, three thousand dollars in straight profit. That's, that's good to a lot of people. And it was good. Yeah, it is good. A it's, a, it's a good step. In, I mean, when you come from nothing, bro, like that is a lot of money. You know, like, I'm, I'm, I'm going to be honest. The first $2,000 I made, bro, I put a down payment on my braces and then I yeah. went, I, I booked a flight to you know New York. Cause I'm like, wow, like, you know, this is money. Like, wow. You know what I mean? October 9th, 2016 was the day I got my very first car. The car I have to this day, I put $3,000 on it and I, it was a used car, 2010 Dodge Journey for $6,000. And the first $3,000, like, this is a funny story. You know how I was telling you in the past and everything from what, I don't know if I haven't gotten into the story yet, but and for everyone who knows, when I was in high school, you know, just years ago and everything, the, the first thing I did in the e-commerce space was, you know, the reselling of athletic shoes, a lot of Jordans and everything. But once that business kind of had, you know, just disintegrated for me, I was left in a really, really weird impasse in life where I felt as though I no longer had anything to sell, but yet I had achieved and I had garnered these skills, these digital skills to be able to create websites, to be able to coach, to be able to maneuver these these influential relationships, the, the wherewithal to be able to run digital ads. Then I realized, hmm, these skills are actually more valuable than that business itself. Because if you think about it like this, PB knows how to do email marketing, www.xxx.com. What if that website goes away? Okay, but PB has the skills. He can go get www.abc.com now. And once I realized that, that I had a skill set in the digital right, I was able to go forward and do something else. I started designing websites, and the very first check I got was for $3,000. And I went and got my first car with that. And so just what you're saying, it was a whole bunch of money. All the way up until I got to about 18 years old. And I thought, shoot. I'm going to have to make a decision this year. This is senior year of high school, like for everybody. What are you going to do with yourself? I'm sitting here at this point having made at least $40,000 every year throughout high school. And I never said anything mm-hmm. about it. I mean, and when you're 14 and 15 and 16 years old, it's called Shut you don't Bro, did you just say, yo, 40000 a year in high school, bro? I, I would probably just, be driving a Lamborghini, bro. I, I mean, <laughs> <laughs> you get what I mean, though. That's, that's Lamborghini money in high school, bro. Bro, I, I mean, look at that. That's, that was probably just the gross. I'm talking about I probably made over the course of the year like ten or $12,000. But think about that. I mean, that's that's 
a thousand dollars every month. I don't have expenses. I live at home with mom and dad. You know what I'm saying? Like, right, right. That was all money to me. You know, so I thought to myself, well, goodness gracious, I'm not really interested in going to school. And the environment and what I was at the time, like, I went to really, really, you know, prestigious. Ooh, I, I really want you to touch on this because there's a really, really good point I want to make after you tell the story about your school, bro. Yeah. Go for oh, it, bro. No. God, yeah. Okay, let me go ahead. I was just saying, like, I went to a school and everything. Like I said, it was. Honestly, in that environment, like I said, you know, a lot of people there, you know, are very, very well educated and everything. And it's a, it's a highly planned institution in, in Cleveland and everything. But with that being said, it was almost sacrilegious to not go to college. But I was cognizant through my independent research of everything that was that was pending and everything that was really starting to come to the forefront in the digital economy. And me being a, a capitalist and opportunist, I'm sitting here looking for what is the next break? you know, in in the redistribution of how things are in America. And Mm. for the life of me, I could not just go with what someone was saying, because if one thing my father's told me, he told me that Ronald Reagan made a quote to trust, but verify. So I, with all due respect, I, I definitely listen and hear everyone out. But when you hear someone speak, and then you go online and from multiple different resources, you've been able to cultivate an opinion that's totally to the contrary to, to, to the contrary of what you've heard. It, it's an issue, you know, and it definitely right, you know, 100%. causes the rift. If you're seeing everything in TechCrunch. I'm seeing everything in New York Times that's, that's pointing toward what we're actually seeing in society today. But this is three years ago. But everyone is telling me to the contrary. You no, know, this is, you know, the traditional path. Is, this is what you should be doing every day. And like, like I had just said, I was making the money to reaffirm my thought patterns. It wasn't just a fanciful, this is a tech crunch. Like I said, I know it wasn't astronomical amounts of money. I've been, you know, very blessed to have, you know, grown, you know, just the, the volume of what we do on an annual basis and everything. But at 15 and 16 years old, just doing 40, 50, 60 grand a year, I mean, in your mind, you feel as though this could be something if you really got serious about it, you know? Mm. And that's I don't, just I don't think I'll take shit from. I, I don't think I'll take shit from anyone, bro. For I, that kind of. <laughs> dude, at, at, at the end of high school, I'm not gonna lie. I had really, and no one knew because, like I said, I I've never been, you know, like um, I never never been the type to brag. I want my accomplishments to to, to right. You know, I don't I don't want to be the one to. I, I don't want to be remembered as the dude who said that thing. I want to be remembered as the dude who did that thing. You know what yeah. I'm saying? Hundred hundred fucking percent, bro. Hundred percent. I always was quiet about it. But with that being said, when I was really starting to get pressed at the end of high school, you know, like to quote unquote, get serious and everything. I was starting to like have somewhat of an authoritative issue. Cause like you are just saying, you wouldn't take shit from anybody. I'm thinking to myself, I'm trying my hardest to be respectful of you guys, but you don't know what's going on. And nobody ventured enough to just ask me. And you know what like that, like I said, that situation ended up disintegrating and everything. But long story short, I was still able to, you know, like just get a lot of value from whatever, you know, you can't leave any situation without having learned something or then it is a waste. Even if it didn't work out the best for however you envision it to you still have got something or you still have got to get something from it and like i said even if that is the experience and the wherewithal to not do it again you have one 100 percent, bro and something i want to touch on and you know what um this is a story that you you told us when we were all at in toronto when you came to toronto and uh, this relates to the, the school you went to right yeah um you said that there was time where you were making good money for kids our age, but in your mind, it felt normal because of the environment you were in. Can you touch a little bit more on that? Oh, yeah. Okay. So, like I said, I have to give respect where respect is due. 
the school that I went to, and they definitely make sure that they cultivate and they refine the raw product. They do a good job in terms, in terms of their due diligence and, you know, just who they discern and who they allow, you know, just within the confines of their institution. With that being said, I had already felt a, some type of a reaffirmation to my intellectual ability, just the fact that I was there and the fact that, you know, that, that they felt I should be there. With that being said, the, the level of the socioeconomic status of that school and everybody in it was was raised astronomically from anything I had been exposed to. So with that being said, I just started, a fish doesn't know he's wet until he's out of water. You get what I'm saying? Word, so you're, you're, man, that's, you're, that's you're a banger. A, <laughs> when you're in a bubble like that, think about it. I mean, when you're when you're in one of the nicest suburbs of, of your city and everything, I mean, there's there's things that you're not cognizant of that you would normally be thinking about. I live in downtown Cleveland now, okay? I mean, we're talking about the equivalent to, you know, um, uh, where did you say Drake's Mansion is in Toronto? I forget the city. The Bri- Bri- Bridal Path. Bridal Path. We're talking about the equivalent to Bridal Path in Cleveland, pretty much. You know, like these type of areas and everything. So there was a lot of things that I wasn't realized. Like, for, I mean, there's socioeconomic classes. There's tiers to it, you know. But if you're only exposed to, for example, the top 1% of things, there's only a lot of things that, you know, like the, that, that you're aware of. So with that being said, I still felt forty, fifty, six thousand dollars $60,000 a year, even $100,000 a year at the, at the, in the top 1% percent category that's still the bottom and i'm too much of a competitor to settle for that you know what i'm saying so oh, this is the hundred. environment that i was in at the time and it really really brought it out of me to succeed on the highest level because if this is what the highest level is i need to win here and that's yeah how that bro happens. i, I want to touch on some or like add on to something for that and for me I, you know what like you just said like this is a crazy point you just said you said you realize going to that school that $100,000 is not, you, know, you said that's like just a, that's, you would never settle. You know what I mean? You would never settle for that. But you know what's crazy? So I went to a normal school, you know, not a private school. It wasn't prestigious, whatever, whatever. I remember the day when we had to go, we had this, um, man, people listening, I know for a fact, especially if you're from Toronto, you know this, it's called myblueprint.com. So basically when you're in school, you have to go through this my blueprint all throughout high school, right? Mm-hmm. And what it is, is it's literally a roadmap that you build out for yourself, for your career, for your future, blah, blah, whatever. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It's like four, you have to, you have to do it, right? Mm-hmm. So I remember in uh, class, b- before you graduate, you have to get like 100% on one part of like my blueprint or some dumb shit like that. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, for, for us, it was like, choose the career. Like, it was like, choose the career that you want, choose the, you know, choose or figure out the programs that are good for it, blah, blah, blah. Right. I'm sitting beside a person. He sees the accountant salary. Right. And on the site, it said, just say, you know, $70,000. Right. And he went, Oh my God, $70,000. You know, you know what I could do if I made $70,000 a year. Right. And then me, like, this was like when I, you know, I've always had an elevated mindset and this, this was like senior year. So this was when I was already in my business stuff. And I literally said, bro, 70 grand. What the fuck? Like what? I'm like, I'm like, yo, I'm trying to make that a month and even more, right? Mm-hmm. And the girl in front of me, you know what she said to me? The yeah. girl in front of me goes, oh yeah, I used to think that way and, and then I became realistic. Well, what? The, when you become, when you start looking at do things and, and, start, and you start pragmatically approaching the situation, think about it like this. When you see these kids with these Shopify screenshots, everybody listening, the blue Shopify screenshot that lives in infamy of people saying, I made X amount of dollars on this screenshot. 
when you're a realist, you understand business is business and it's called taxes and it's called expenses. So <laughs> Yo, it's so funny. It is so funny, man. It is so I, funny. I mean, it's ridiculous. I, I've seen people who say, you know, I made X amount of dollars. Literally, you know, in my case, they see the Shadowbox website. You know, I'm in development of it right mm-hmm, now. Mm-hmm. I'm trying to curate the case studies. So they can, you know, like I said, I, I really want things to be conveyed, you know, and just be aesthetically right when they, when it's launched. But that right. being said, look, I want to disclose to people. There's, there's, there's. I don't. I would hate to deg- to de- degrade the credibility of an operation by not disclosing and being transparent. How can you tell someone you made 100 percent of your gross revenue, you had no expenses? That does not exist. Okay, so that, that literally, means, like, you're literally like lying to kids. You're lying to kids, and I don't know how these people can't realize that. Look at it. If you gross a million dollars in a month, what is the problem? Please point it out to me. With netting 25, percent you made a quarter million dollars in that month, and there's still taxes to pay on that too but with that being said even if you walked away with $180,000 after taxes are you complaining in the in the 30 day stretch you know but like I said people no. are more interested in trying to create a facade on the internet like I said to to really really and I feel bad because it's like predatory in a way because if you're not aware and you're not really in the space it's possibly that you can be you can be taken by one of these people this is this is what this whole scam thing is all about bro it's, it's literally it's people that don't under like you know what I mean like people being fooled too easily I'm gonna keep it real in this podcast, you know, no pun intended, right? <laughs> uh, and listen, guys, of course, I, I want you, everybody that is, uh, you know, even thinking about getting my, like, listen, I, I have a course, you know, I, I, we teach email marketing. I want you guys to know, a course is organized information. And I yeah. say this in my course as well. When has information alone done anything, right? Um, if, bro, we can get information to build a rocket ship today. Like right now, me and you, if we really wanted to, yep. we would get information to build a rocket ship. Yep. Uh, but does that mean that this is what people, this is where people are messing up. They think that, you know, having that blueprint, having that course is going to change their life. Like I, I, and you know what? I can see why they would do that too. These courses, they cost so much, you know, they're almost sold a life, this, that, or whatever. And then they spend all their money, all their paycheck buying this course because, and you know, if you, if you have that much invested in something, you're going to think it's going to, you know, change your life, impact your life. Right. But if we look at it for what it is, it is just organized information. School is just organized information. Anything you want to learn in school, you can learn outside. It's just organized for you. And there's tests and exams. So, you know, you retain it or you actually show competence of it. Right. And I think this is where people are messing up. And this is also like, you know what, like you can't only blame them, you know, like they're just innocent people that want to make money. Like it's, it's sad that people are like really preying on stuff like, yeah, like they're saying, yeah, course will change your life. Course will change your life. Disclaimer, guys, anybody listening, please just be weary of anybody selling a position online to a non-accredited investor. This is, I, people don't understand this. There's rules of engagement when it comes to fielding capital, when it comes to anything like that. For anybody selling a position or a, an investment, an investment strategy, any any way that you can make some money to somebody who's not a non-accredited investor. What is a non-accredited investor? Somebody who makes less than two hundred thousand dollars a year, or with you and your spouse making three hundred collectively. If you're not doing that. I would really think twice about who this person is because the fact is if they're targeting a demographic that's a non-accredited investor, they probably are selling a crappy product 
because if you were if right. you were if you were if you were pitching IPOs to private equity investors and to venture capitalists and you know and to presidents of banks, you know, with that type of disposable income and, and the time that to warrant to do their own due diligence, you would have your stuff together, or you wouldn't be getting investment. But you're you're, you're preying on college kids who just want to make some money, and it's the innocence of that, and that's wrong. That's really wrong, man. And that's just really wrong. wrong. That that's, and you know, I mean, we can go on talk about what's wrong with the, you know, what's wrong with the, with the internet space, but yeah, but you know what? Now nah, let's move back to you know you. Let's talk back to. I think honestly, already we've given some amazing value. Like if you're listening right now, and whatever we're saying, it's like hitting you in a certain way. Like you know what I mean? Like you know when you can when someone says something and it, and it hits you because you can relate to it. Hey, if that is you, start making changes, right? If you are easily influenced by what someone posts online, be more wary of it. If you are only running your business and not, I mean, if you're running, you know, your marketing agency and you're the only one doing everything, start thinking like a businessman, right? Um, something I want to point out before we move on is, listen, we are like, if you really wanted to, you know, Dave, I don't even think Dave does consulting, but if you wanted to, you'd have to pay a lot of money and same with me, right? So really take advantage of what we're saying and take action, action on like whatever you're learning, guys. Trust me, it will it has the potential to change your life. You know, oh, it really has the potential to change your life. That is the gospel, man. I'm going to be honestly, just with the, the flow of how things have been, just, you know, with the internet and everything, why this is, this is just life that we live with anything good. There's also some bad. If you think about it, of course I, I would have, I wouldn't have been as fortunate as I was to meet you without the advent of the internet. But with that right. being said, there's a lot of people who also have taken the opportunity to create a facade and to monetize off of that. You know what, whether that be in a predatory or a disingenuous way through the advent of technology as well. So with that being said, like I said, with anything, you can use it for good. What you can use for good, you can also use for bad, you know? So I just think that if anybody takes anything just from the first segment, you know, what we've been talking about is it's really the difference between being a businessman and, you know, just real or just looking at this as having a hustle versus having a business, like having a a bank, you know what I mean? I don't like like the conversation. I don't even like the conversation. I don't even like someone to call me a hustler because I'm not going to lie. I've, I've lived that, you know, and, and it's not something that is admirable. You know, it's only admirable to somebody who they view hustling or being a hustler as a cinematic production. Okay. I don't live a movie. This is my life. You know what I'm saying? I'm not. Right. Not, right. Guys, you know, trust I, me. This ain't New Jack City for me, you know, so I don't understand how people don't get. That's not something that's attractive to me. And that's not something, like I said, I, I would be vehemently opposed to it and verbally opposed it in public if I had to, because it's just not something I want to, I don't, not something I want to see, something I want to exemplify through my work and through my actions. 100%, bro. You, you hit the nail on that one. And, you know, something I want to talk about now in the next segment is uh, quick money, right? So you have a lot of stories. And I think when you came to Toronto and we had all those conversations in Brandon's apartment, one thing that you really dialed down in my head was that, hey, listen, bro, why make quick money right? Why make quick money when you can put the same effort and make legit money that is proper good? And I want you to touch on some stories of, you know, you chasing quick money and the the long-term repercussions of that. Yeah. And also just, just, you know, whatever you told us, bro, about, about the, you know, quick money. So I, I would love for you to go ahead and touch on it. Bro. For sure. No, man, I, I'm actually grateful you know, just be here seeing and talking with you today. Cause you know, I don't like discuss. You don't be, you don't be talking, but yo, you know, this is awesome right now. Like we, we you know, like whatever we're saying is awesome. Yeah. I feel like just me and you talking, we're learning right now. You know what I mean? Whatever you're saying, I'm learning. I'm like writing out notes on whatever you said. 
right? Oh man, no, no pun intended, but this is definitely a keeping a real podcast. I, I this really, is really keeping it like, oh, that's why, you know, I had to create one because too many people faking it, bro. And that's why, like, I wanted a place for people. Like, if you go to a normal podcast, who do you see? The guy with 10,000 followers, 11,000 followers with a YouTube channel, this guy with the course, this. I want to bring on the low-key people that are doing things without yeah, yeah. without the, making a beep online. You know what I mean? That, that's so me. to me, man. I mean, look, the way that the, the game is going, it is, I don't do consulting because I'm not going to lie. I, the way that people are, the, the people who do the consultation, the people who do the teaching and stuff, it's kind of degraded the credibility of the game and stuff. Because now whenever you see somebody who's saying, you know, they're going to teach you how to do this and stuff, automatically you got a red flag on them. Yeah, and I can't man. the red flag. Bro, you know? Like, I, the, the thing is, like, that's the way, like, that's the boat I'm in right now. And I'm not going to say much because I have a, you know, something launching that will change everything. I'll talk to you. I think I talked to you about this little, you know, a little bit, but, uh, Sorry, my bad. I didn't mean to cut you off. <laughs> yeah, 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 my bad. I, I completely forgot where we're going with this. I, I just got distracted in my own mind. You know what I mean? Some, yeah. Sometimes I have, hey, listen, I'm not perfect, guys. We keep it real here. And one of the realest things is, you know, knowing that you're not perfect. But Dave, yeah, go ahead and touch on the, you know, the earlier hustles you had, bro. Of, oh, yeah, for uh, sure. Our earlier business ventures and then the lessons you've learned from it. Oh yeah. So I'm just going to preface it like this. A lot of the things that I did when I was, when I was younger was just due to the immaturity and not being aware of a lot of my actions at the time, you know? So with that being said, the internet in the beginning of this, this is, and it's just so funny to really say like this, you know, even to think that I've been doing something consecutively for as long as it really has been, you know, for like seven, eight years, you know, just doing this e-commerce stuff. But with that being said, in 2013 and 2014, this was a totally different, totally different ball game. The, the, the stuff that we just talked about for the first half hour that didn't exist. The gurus weren't here yet. There, there was just, uh, it was the wild west, really. People still think it's volatile like that. And it is, but they didn't see it before. It was a point in e-commerce when you could get online. Like I said, this is when I was 14, 15 years old, I was getting my mind blown when you could go online. And within an hour or two, well, you had made one or two thousand dollars, and that alone, like I said, the advent of technology and the internet in this generation changed just the it, it changed the dynamic of, of where my life was gonna go. Because with that right there at fifteen years old, I was no longer interested in any physical thing. There was nothing that could interest me if it wasn't in the digital realm because I didn't believe it. There's no way. Like for example, even if it did make two thousand dollars, didn't make it as easily as what I just did because I just made it in math class. I was in, right. you know what I'm saying? It doesn't matter what you can say, you know, like, so with that, because it's about the effort that's exerted. If it makes a quarter million dollars, that's fine. Good for you. Okay. You had to be there every day. I'm at home. It's totally different. So with that said, there's levels. Hey, my, my, my back, my, my phone background says there's levels to this shit. And I think yeah. that <laughs> really applies yeah. right now in this yeah. exact moment. There's levels yeah. to this shit. You know there's I mean? levels to it. And the exposure to that new level, I, it, it, it really, sped up the process of me becoming an enigma in society because like I said, the coronavirus has actually been advantageous towards our whole game and our whole industry. Right. There was a lot of doubt and a lot of pessimism in the world just about, you know, like just the, the credibility and just how things can actually seamlessly and efficiently operate in a digital ecosystem solely, you know, but now people are doing a Zoom meeting. There are no like office centricity is starting to, you know, go out the window and stuff. I don't know if you saw, but the CEO of uh, Shopify, Tobai, you know, he put out an article. Yeah, I seen yeah. that. Yeah, he said, you know what, like, because they realize, and what most companies are realizing, what we've been doing for years, that 
<laughs> do this at home. Yeah, you know, it's not that people big people go people go crazy when I say yeah, like you know I don't have an office in Toronto. All my team is like I talk to them online. I right? talk to them online. Like I'm not gonna. I have really really wanted an office and everything, but now all this happened and stuff. Yeah, I'm not why? Saying, why, bro? Why? It's an it's an unnecessary overhead expense. And like I, and I don't want to get ahead of myself, but because I want to talk about just later on, just about how a lot of other businesses can really really just think if they can if you can just stop and pause for a moment and think. How can you make more money with the money that you already have? I mean, this is why people look for tax shelters. This is why people try to cut expenses. Because if you think about it, if you're grossing a million dollars or such, and you're only making 150000 okay, you're saying, oh, I want to make more money, so I need to gross $2 million. You know what? How about you try to figure out how in your current margin you can make that two hundred fifty? Where can you save a hundred? And a lot of people have these big physical spaces that, I mean, they're just that. They're big, they're physical, and they're unnecessary. I mean, you're talking it's about you so, it's so unnecessary. So unnecessary. Pay sixty thousand dollars a year for rent, okay? You know, like in an office building or whatever. But you could have just operated a weekly cloud meeting, and you save sixty thousand dollars. Think about it. From that one hundred fifty you're talking about. You want to make two hundred? You just did sixty more. You already made two ten now, just by cutting an expense that you already had the money for. People don't understand that. So with that being said, the the exposure to everything in the digital ecosystem, like I said, it really, really made me an enigma. I'm not going to lie. Just a lot of things. I I always, you know, I had a more of a difficult time relating to people, you know, because like I said, Mm -hmm. where my mind is and where I'm really trying to go and everything, I had to get to a point and realize that I'm probably more often going to be misunderstood than understood. So Especially Especially where you are, man. That's not a, you know, place known for entrepreneurs. That's not a place known for a lot of like big talent companies out when it comes to business and entrepreneurship yeah i mean man that that is what but once again just like we always talk about i'm not kevin durant i'm not about to go leave and go to the best team okay and act like i had a uh and act like i had a part in that city's ascension okay like it really matters to me that if i want to be the best and i really want us to be the best it matters to do it and where i am okay and not to be hopscotch all over the board because like i said the advent of technology has really taken away a lot of the excuses think about it access to capital okay let's let's just go to like three quick bullet points right that would may have been an issue in a city like this you know just with the, the level of pessimism just went from the city fathers and everything and just a lot of the leadership in general think about this access to capital okay i mean like well in 1980, you probably would have to deal with, you know, angel investors in town and such, but not anymore. Why, why, when I can go get on LinkedIn and go mess with someone in San Francisco and just show them, you know, like what well, my offering and, and what I've been able to do and verify with the banks, then why can't I just go through my confidentiality brand? We can do all this virtually, DocuSign, Zoom, and I get it like yeah, that, right? We've met once, bro. We met after we started working together. Like after money was exchanged, we started, we met. You know what I mean? Like, I I think also this virus really shows people that this is the future. Like, you know, it's funny, man, this is funny. Another funny story I have. I remember there was one time I was just in the bank and I think this is before I started my business, but this guy was, he was doing something business bank account related. Right. And I was like, Oh wow, you have a business. He's like, yeah, you know, blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, are you doing any social media marketing? Cause I think that's when I was learning social media marketing. Yeah. And then he's like, Oh, that's bullshit. I don't believe in that. Oh, blah, blah, blah. And I think about it like, you know, let's see that guy now. He's yep. probably out of business right now. He's probably not even running, right? Like, <laughs> think about it. Bro, we are in a time, right? Like, Dave, I think this is something we are forgetting to, or I don't, I don't think you are because you are really up to date with what's going on, but, and you are aware of the world. But we are in a time where people are struggling like crazy. And we, me and you are, you know, actually still like, we are not affected. 
right? As much as we could have been like other people. Oh, yeah. That should say a lot about everything. <laughs> the, the credibility of the industry that everyone knows it. And you have to understand that right now it's a little bit difficult for people to admit things in the heart of adversity. Right, when, right. When you're in the teeth of dealing with your own problem, it's hard to admit somebody else's, you know, like being able to ha- have discerned the situation better than you. Because like I said, I ate shit for years. Just people, you know, continuously telling me, you know, and, and just having a, an adversarial opinion to the ways that I wanted to execute what I wanted to do. But like I said, I always made sure that I just remain and, and I have you have to acquire a thirst for knowledge yourself this is where that all begins like I said from regardless of what you can tell me I am gonna go look it up I'm interested to know for myself and with that curiosity I was, right. I was able to cultivate an independent opinion and be able to realize this is where the world is going regardless of what they're saying and I can't like the fact that I had the money at the time even on such a minuscule scale reaffirmed to me because I thought okay it might only be 30 or 40 thousand dollars but David you are 17 years old and you're in school regardless of what anyone is saying you can't even get away from these people for two hours to do this for real. If I could just get out of school, just have the time mm-hmm. to not be ripping my hair out and to just figure this out, I know I can be successful on an astronomical scale. And once I once I lit the match, I told myself, where's the kerosene? Because I'm not putting this fire out. Okay, I'm growing and I'm gonna burn oh, everything. Oh dude, once you once you get your first like I call it the you know you get it phase and I've been seeing it with a lot of my students and I think I was telling you yesterday once you get it once you see the long-term vision in it then you're like okay I'm all in because you're you, all in you you like you're not working for tomorrow you're working from three years down the line five years down five the years line down the line. I'm working so I don't have to be 27 years old and be worried about my wife and my kids having it <laughs> yeah it goes like back that. to what we were talking about is like celebrating mid-season versus celebrating exactly. after winning a championship right and I think yeah once you, have that, once you have that mind state that you understand, with, like I said, you can't see the you can't see the trees or you can't see the forest when you're too close to the trees. You have to step back and realize the the game. We're 20 years old. I have to understand. <laughs> We're 20 years old, bro. Yeah. We are 20 years. You old. You have to think about that, and it sounds crazy, but like I said, you have to. If you look at the face of entrepreneurship, look look at Vitalik. Okay, for example, I don't know if anybody's listening who knows, but if you're if you're in the cryptocurrencies, you're in the Bitcoin and stuff, you know. Ethereum is made by somebody our age, and this kid is, uh, is unbelievably wealthy. We're talking like four hundred million dollars. Okay, You're like oh yeah, people say, oh, it's in a digital portfolio, whatever. You know, like his net worth, you know, it fluctuates with the price of Bitcoin. Blah blah blah. This that. Regardless of the fact, the face of entrepreneurship is transitioning into. If you even listen to the NFL draft, Roger Goodell said, and now you have adults using teenager technology. They don't even think that this is something that is commensurate to their generation. This is something that. People in our age, if they realize and they really feel as though that they can get behind this, they need to claim it because I feel as though that's what we're doing. Hundred percent, bro. And we were talking about it yesterday, man. We are the pioneers of what is going to be the future. Like it's funny and it's sad for some people that they're not gonna, you know, goes back to this quote I heard a long time ago. It's not the most intelligent or the most the, the strongest that survive, but the ones that can adapt, right? Yep. And I feel like we have adapted early on. And we've become pioneers in an industry. Like people think this is the final form of e-commerce. Like they don't think that, I don't think people understand like the, the progression that we've had just in the last fucking five years. Yep. Like world is it's completely huge. huge. And even 10 years, bro. Huge. I mean, look, look, Amazon wasn't a tenth of what, I mean, I'm not a tenth. Bro, I don't remember. Anywhere. I don't think I ever ordered off Amazon before 2017, I'm you know, but now, a, now I can't go a day without it. I just spent 1.1K on Amazon buying yeah. a scooter. 
Oh, you, know I mean? you hear about it, Jeffrey. You hear about Bezos in every corner, on every scene. If it's good, if it's bad, if it's ugly, if it's not, it's you hear about him. And that's all for about, a reason. Exactly. For re- it's all about Bezos. And the only person who even astronomically is close, really, in the relativity of our game is Zuck. Because, you know. Yeah, 100%. Because the, the 100%. platform. It, it's these platforms, like I said, that really control just uh, the, the, the pace of the progression because like i said for example the platform they don't like when you're putting on the platform they can remove you and they can really control the pace of progression in society you get what i'm saying like that's why people right. are so upset you know by the the the, the, the size of amazon and everything and it's really like funny to me i know it's funny i know i know like you know like by the way if you guys are listening and you complain about people donating you complain about other people's money i'm gonna yeah. keep it real again i'm gonna be honest you probably shouldn't listen to this podcast because you're not gonna like me I am so against that shit. I am so against looking at other people's money, focusing on other. So if you care so much about building, like, you know, listen, I'm just going to keep it real guys. You're probably not going to like what I have to say in the future. So it's best if you just stop watching my podcast from now on, you know, I, I think it's good to clear that out, but I think we can both agree. It's very absurd. Like, I don't know if you watched the new Elon Musk um, interview with Joe Rogan. No, no, you have to because the way he explained it, it was perfect. No, first he said he's selling all of his items, blah, 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 right? And it's crazy. You know what he said? He, he said, he's like, you know, before it was, oh, you're a billionaire guy. You own houses, cars, blah, blah, blah. He's like, now, you know, I don't. Now what? And you know what else? You know what? Screw that. Screw whatever I said there. You know why Elon actually did all of that? Why? Because this motherfucker's in his bag. He said, yeah. what's more important, a mansion or going to Mars? He said, going to Mars. What's more important, you know, having a really nice car, or going to Mars. Like he is really about his bag, and his really bag, bag is Mars, right? My and my 2010 Dodge journey still pushing it strong because I'm not gonna lie. When the first three or four years of this, I was probably more so interested in having some things. But then in the mm, last, I'm gonna say 24 months, like I really got serious. Like I I have put myself in a place mentally where I understand this is the long game. And that's why I, I became accustomed to and being content with staying in Cleveland because look, once you get yourself and once you've developed the mental fortitude to be able to handle what you have to deal with and what's put on your plate, you understand this is about the game, not the setting home or away. We got to win. You get what 100%, I'm saying? Bro. Doesn't 100%. Matter. 100%. Think about this. I can't take a loser mindset to New York City, okay, because I'm going to get uh, destroyed, okay? And I'm gonna Oh, you're going to get, oh, man, in New York? Come on. They will destroy me. That's why I say it's about the mindset. It doesn't matter the the location of it, okay? I have to make sure that I have things. I, I have us as a team in a position to succeed anywhere, home or away. 100%, bro. 100%. I think you're, you're the one that really opened my mind to that is – you know, like, hey, why why go out somewhere when you can just build here? Look, dude, right? time out. Time out. Let's, let's pause right there because this, um, this is just such a, an insightful podcast. There's so many things. I, oh, I bro, the, the, the shit we talked about today, like, if – I mean, man, and, and the thing is, oh, bro, if I – listen, guys, whoever listening to this right now, I want you to go ahead and follow Dave. You know, his link should be here somewhere. I want you to follow me, which you already should be, and let us know if this is helping because you know what – like this, whatever we're talking about, guys, this is years and years of failures, hundreds of thousands of dollars lost, you know, multiple friendships ruined, business partners, like, you know, a business partnership ruined. Like this is coming from a lot of experience. And you know, you know what I say? Like, it's like, listen, if, you know, even with my email stuff, right? Like 
Yeah. You're not paying me for what I'm going to do for you. You're paying me for all the time I've, you know, messed up. I found out what works, what didn't work. Right. Yeah. And it's not the actual email you pay, but it's like all the experience. It's your experience. Because who the hell wants to go through splash in seven years, especially once you hear all the, the peaks oh, and Oh, bro. Because the thing is, no one, t- and you know, back to Instagram, these gurus, blah, 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 whatever. Like, no one talks about the bad shit, yo. You know what yeah. I mean? No one, no one talks about the down, you know, the, the, the negatives. Like, that's, bro, there is credibility for me because it's like, see, when I talk to you, I always knew this is a genuine, authentic person. You know why? Because whenever. It takes a big man to be able to disclose your own insecurities, your own inadequacies. Right, right. Now, now, when I had my problems, I straight up head, head on say it. Just say yeah. it because we all yeah. have them, okay? We all have them and everybody knows that. It's about your willingness to admit that and the fact that you can come and the fact that I can come, that allows us to, one, take responsibility for what we did and then, two, move past that. Because think about it, dude. If you never took responsibility for it, that means you ain't never done anything wrong. So that means 100%. you don't need to improve because you haven't done anything wrong and that's all in your head. And I think people also need to realize, and this goes back to, um, I mean, as an entrepreneur, as someone that runs a business responsibility. So like, even when, you know, even when my team made a mistake, you know, I'm owning up to it. Like my team cost me thousands of dollars, like, you know, thousand dollars, uh, once and I owned up to it. I paid for it. And I, I apologize to the client. Amen to you. That this is the difference. Like I said, this is why you're successful because it's like this. And this is the mindset that I've even had to transition into just with that having, you know, transition from being in my business to working on it. I've even realized I don't want anyone to say anything to my teammates. I don't want you to say anything to Hannah. I want you to come to me because you know what? The bus stops with me. I don't like oh, yeah. who, who have a problem with, 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 for example, I'm at a restaurant. Don't sit here and get an attitude with the, with the the server. Don't get an attitude with the waitress, okay? Whoever, if they don't know something, just believe that's the fault of whoever the proprietor of this business is, that they don't have their, their help and their team prepared, okay? You can't be mad at somebody who works with me that they're not prepared. That must mean that Dave, it didn't, he dropped the ball. And that's where yeah. I wanted to stop with me. Hundred percent, hundred hundred percent. I think before we end this, and you know, before we like kind of close this off, let's talk about you know some of because some of the things you've told me, um, just when it comes to the things you've gone through, the hardships. Like like I said, pe- some things that only I know or some of your friends know because you know you choose not to share this shit. And people, if you if you share this thing, like if you, I feel like if we were to share some of our hardships. People would rather get a job. <laughs> oh my! Have, um, that, that's why. Look, when, when you said something earlier today, just on that note about you know, um, just like the the information, the access to it is there. You and I can figure out how to build a rocket ship. Look, it's why people like are, are so concerned. Like, oh, don't steal my ideas for business. Look, man. Everybody in their own right has a million dollar idea in their life. It's the work to get there. That's why I'm so not concerned about anything else because it's like this. Regardless of what's going on, once you see what you have to do, that makes people drop like fries, okay? And and it'll only leave the real people anyway. If that's one of two. It's a a good thing that is the case. Exactly. It's a good thing because the system, it doesn't in itself. You don't have to do all this talking and getting upset with people. If they want to say, you know, they're inspired to do this and that's what they want to do and you don't believe them, don't say anything, okay? Because once they actually have to start doing it, it'll come to light and that's the end of it. 100, 100, 110%, bro. And I think even, 
when it comes just comes back to the you know business side of things and looking at it as a whole rather than the parts you choose to look at it, right? So I think people look at business for what the only the good part of it, man. They only look at, oh, money's gonna come in. <laughs> they don't think about the expenses, the taxes, the, the taxes, the, the this, the, the bullshit, this year, this happens. Bullshit. Like the way I like to say it, bro, we're not even entrepreneurs, man. We're firemen. Every day there's a fire that we have to put out. Wow. Like, you know, like that, that's that's how I look at it. We literally are firefighters. All business yeah. is a business is a, a series of recurring problems and solutions. Okay. That's why literally. I I that's do. why it, it's so weird that people just start a business for just money, man. Like a business is created to solve a fucking problem. You right? might as well go get some money then. Like you if you could if you just want some money, you might as well just go get the money because this has so much more to it. This has so much more that you <laughs> wouldn't even want this if you just wanted the money because you have no choice but to take the fries that come with this shit. You oh, get what I'm saying? hundred percent. And, you know, we're not saying this to people to, you know, drive people away from entrepreneurship. I, we listen, the name of the podcast, keeping it real. We want you to be ready for the reality of it. When people, yes. when people first, you know, learn from me, get inside of my course, I let them know, like, there's levels to this shit. Like, this is just, this is, if you're looking at this as another cash grab, you're going to make money, good luck, because you're not going to make any, because this is a real business. You're solving yep. a real problem for another real business, right? Yep. And if you're not going to treat it like that, if you're not going to look at it like that, wow, you know, you might have made your one, $2,000 by fooling someone to work with you, but, my, but believe that they will never, ever work from you again, with you again, and your name is going to be tarnished. Right. And I, I think that's another big thing in the online industry. And that's why uh, you, I think that's why you said you really don't even want to get into this whole, you know, consulting education, blah, 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 because your reputation means everything. One little dirt on your name can like, let's say some old client out of nowhere came out and said, this guy was a scammer. His emails didn't work. It was shit. He was lying to it, blah, blah, blah. My yeah. whole, it's so sad that we're in a space where the whole business could be ruined because of that. Dude, dude, like dude, a, dude, a false dude. accusation. Back to, back to trust, but verify, dude. Once again, you don't understand. Once I realized, like I said, that I'm going to incur more misunderstanding than understand. Once you realize that the majority constituency of people will just take somebody else's word for it. See, because PB, if I heard that, you know what? I would have to hear from multiple different sources because I don't just take one person's word for anything. 100%. And, and That's the last thing you want to do. That's the last thing you want to do is uh, what I like to tell people is, listen, make conclusions based on data, not theory and not even data from what you've seen your data. Like, you know what I mean? So when your people say, like, okay, like let's say diet. Okay. This guy's telling you to go keto. This guy's saying paleo. This guy's saying veganism. This guy's saying just drink water. You know, that's all cool, but don't make conclusions based on theory, other people's theory or your own theory. Make conclusions based on what you've gone through. Like try, like when people say, "Hey, bro, should I use Facebook to get clients?" I'm like, "The fuck you mean? Should I get it? Like, why don't you try it out? Figure it out if it works for you. Then you know, make a conclusion. Why are you asking me to make a conclusions for you? Right? Like, what the hell?" Yeah, dude, man, I I have to say, man, you are. I applaud you because you are probably one of one of, if not the only people in the space who really is committed towards the everyday educate because you get it in the right way. You get what I'm saying? You understand that this is an, uh, an evolving process. You are still in school as am I. See, you and I understand that we don't need to be in the confines of an institution to be learning. Yeah. This is every day. I wake up with TechCrunch. Okay, I wake up with the New York Federal Reserve because I always have to make sure that I have to stay on the forefront of education and be relative towards the space. Otherwise, I will become irrelevant. So 
So that in itself makes you have to enjoy it because otherwise, guess what? We're back to having a job. If you don't like this, it's a job. So just go get a regular job so you can be done at five o'clock because this doesn't stop. Exactly. Literally, literally that, man. Literally that. It's a continuous, like I'm going through multiple courses right now. Like the thing is, even though me and you, you know, we didn't go to school or we, I dropped out of school. We still, I, I truly, truly believe we are learning, actually learning, not just fucking gathering information. We are learning more than the average people. You know, we really are. And I I gotta say this because this is, I mean, this is like boy want to get this out. When you just say that, about the fact, you know, that you and I ain't go to school. Look at this. The coronavirus has really brought things to the forefront. Like I said, it really just makes me so happy. Like that these things are just oh, things that I've known for years are just, you know, coming to the light. Because look at this. Everything in America is, is economic. Not even just in America. This is a global economy, okay? Because the advent of technology has interconnected all of us. Like I said, you're in Toronto. Here I am in Cleveland. You get know what I'm saying? With that being said... Right. People don't understand everything is economically motivated. Why in the world, all of a sudden, after years of banter and back and forth, you know, politically and bureaucratically, is the NCAA now allowing people to make money off their image? Yeah. Like, they right. see that nobody's had, look, if you are 19, 20, anybody listening, if you're 18, 19, and 20 years old, and you feel as though you have an exceptional skill set and you've had experience in the past, not that this is no longer just a fanciful, I think I'm good or I think I could do this. If you feel that you've seen yourself exemplify these qualities and you want to see it on a higher level, I would not allow society's pessimism to thwart my youth and my passion for pursuing that. You see these kids, now they're going to alternatively to make a half million dollars. Let's be honest with you, man. If anybody's ever been schooled, an athlete or such, like I said, this is the majority constituency opinion. I'm not every athlete is like this, but the majority of athletes, they just get passed along through school and everything, so they might as well go ahead and get out early. That one and done, you think they're actually going to school? They're going to major in general studies. I don't understand mm-hmm. why people just don't understand the economics of the situation. A lot of these kids come from disadvantaged social economic backgrounds and everything. Why in the world is it wrong for them to go ahead and start making some money? Because that's what you're doing. I mean, they, you, they man, are, the NCAA, they are the, the I probably, I, I think the, there's not an organization I probably hate more than them. Because they bore they you, they they bore yeah, you. Know, like, it it goes against capital. I, I look at I look at it. It goes against capitalism, man. You hunt what you you know you eat what you hunt, bro. Like what? Zion made Duke millions of fucking dollars. That's what and, I'm saying. You know I, you, you know what's funny to me when all these articles come out saying, oh Zion, uh, I seen some shit where it's like Zion's former manager. It's like oh Zion got you know private help from Duke. Oh you don't say why? Like you know I think at that point. You like, what the fuck? Why wouldn't you give Zion, you know, something on the you? side privately when this motherfucker is literally bringing you guys millions of dollars? You have literally fans that will pay attention you to might you. As, but you might as well make it legal because, look, nobody's about to sit here and work for free. Once you know your value, that goes out the window. And see, that's a real issue for, like I said, these institutions and everything that these kids, the advent of technology is starting to allow people, just like we said, it's allowing people to do good things and allow people to do bad things and create facades and stuff. It's also allowing people more control of their life and their brand and, and subsequently, you right. know, the economics behind whatever 
whatever they do. With that being said, you don't have to take this anymore. And that's why these, these institutions are running for their money. You, you see, it, it, there's multiple articles in the New York Times, okay, in the Washington Post about institutions being concerned over the, their enrollment because all coronavirus people are saying, oh, no, I'm not paying $50,000 for you to sit at home and go to their school online. Now you're seeing what the value of information actually is. Uh, literally, literally, imagine paying $10,000 Oh my God, dude, I, I really, I, I am grateful for this virus, not only for the personal growth benefits, but I think it really, I, I, I mean, I hope, right. People are really starting to realize what is what, like, what, are you really going to go out of your way, pay, you know, 10,000. I mean, yo, we are lucky here to only pay $10,000 for a year right there. It's like fucking 50. And I know for some of the programs it's six figures, like what to sit in a computer and listen to some guy regurgitate information from a book he memorized for 20 years. Like that's how I see it. Like when I had a marketing teacher, he said he's been teaching for 25 years. I'm like, Oh wait, so you don't actually know shit about marketing. Exactly. You've just been reading this You've book. You've just been reading this book. You've just regurgitating your reiterating. You just regurgitate. Like, so I if I like give you a real life example, a real life problem, you would have, like, a prof- I really truly believe that my marketing professor would not have had a solution to a marketing problem if I presented him with it, you know? He would oh just be goodness. on some book shit, be like, oh, yeah, the four P's, just, yeah, product, exactly. price. What? At my school, let me tell you, I have, a teacher when I was in when, when I was in my final year in, my, in senior year, and I respected him. He taught microeconomics, and I respected him astronomically. You know why? Not because of his position here, you know, like within the institution, or you know, just because you know, like this is just because of the academia of it. I had respected him at the level that I did for his real world acclaim. This mm-hmm. man was a couple years removed of being chief marketing officer for one of Cleveland's largest corporations, okay, and, and a national and international paint supplier, okay. I understood that this man had the real acclaim. Not, I don't care, okay, about whatever you do in terms of an institution accreditations that can be earned just by being there. Okay, let's be honest with you. How many smart people just can't even make it through school just because of the economics of school costing that long? Okay, I don't care. I care what you're able to do. Okay, so it's just the same way I feel about how Elon Musk has an article about skills versus accreditations. Okay, this oh, is 2020. Yo, I am this so fucking huge This is that. not the 80s. This is not the used to be educated anymore. If you, you, know, guys, yo, you know what someone asked me for my course? He's like, do you have a certification? You know what I mean? They're like, do you have a certification for your course? And I'm like, what the fuck? Like, is this why you're going to go through my course to have a piece of paper that like, for me, I, okay, this is the funny part. I, I'm a, on paper, I'm a certified email marketing, especially in a certified e-commerce specialist. What the fuck does that mean in the real world? Nothing. <laughs> you know what, you know what means, David, imagine me. Okay. So as you guys know, David is my client. Let me just act like, okay, imagine me coming up to you, Dave, as an email marketer saying, hey, hey, listen, I'm a certified email marketing specialist by digitalmarketer.com and a certified e-commerce specialist. I would love, you know, I would love to take care of your email versus, hey, this is a store we've been working on the last 30 days. Exactly. We made them $100,000. $100,000. Me, I've been doing this since 2017, yep. right? So it's like, it's a no brainer, but I think people are so caught on this. You know, I don't, I don't know what it is, man. You think it's, you know, they always talk about the participation trophy, you know, the entitlement that these kids get from just like being coddled. Uh, I think I'm, I'm so grateful, man. My parents were just like, 
strict they're not strict but like they kept it real with me they you know they I am caught on me and shit man because there's the sense of entitlement that a lot it's of people disgusting. have it's, it's, it's really disgusting and it's not it's not anything that's even exclusive towards a certain you know ethnic group of people there are a lot of people who feel they are owed something okay and it is unbelievable the amount of people who really sit through life you know expect a handout or expect that somebody's gonna do them a favor like they're really old like a favor is something that like i said a favor is a favor supposed to be a nice gesture okay a gratuity not something that's an obligation okay with that being said you're, you're not obligated to tip you get what i'm saying like that's right 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 like, right. like <laughs> i guess you know like it's a side of norm that you know you should and everything but there's no there's no legality that's making you pay okay like the actual meal itself and with that being said i think a lot of people like i said they're just not comfortable with the self-reliance that's going to be required from an opportunity like this. You have to get this is why I see when I have children it's really imperative for me just to teach the idea, just to teach the love of learning because you have to understand in this world, I understand. Curiosity, man. I think like that's the biggest thing that's helped me out a lot. I have to cultivate your your love to want to learn and to be an intellect because it'll do itself. You get what I'm saying? Like you right. can go and you'll create your own path if it's not already there for you. And I have to make sure that you have the thirst to do it independently. Because I'm gonna be I'm keeping it real. This is 2020. The world is changing. Okay, like I people are involved. everybody's on school line. A lot of people aren't liking it. I've had a lot of conversations with a lot of people like who I get inundated with amount of social media messages and stuff with people in school and they really think about doing something alternatively and I very reluctant to respond you know like with a with a definitive answer like I said I'm not anyone's parent or anything all I can really do is present you know just you know the facts of my situation like I said in every situation is different uh, college and, and entrepreneurship is not a one-size-fits-all solution you have to really discern your own personal situation it, have you been are you a person that's driven you know like to, to do more are you an overambitious person are you somebody who has authoritative issues like can you not take directions well you know like, uh, and what is the reason for you not taking directions well okay do you feel as though that other people just don't know what you know what is it you know you have to ask yourself these questions to figure out what you want to do because if you check too many boxes you know a job might not be right for you you know like say you you talk bad you know say say you always think you know how to do something better say you do you should go work for yourself then because nobody is going to sit here and be disrespected in their job. You get what I'm saying? They're not going to be disrespected in their establishment. That's not going to happen. It's really important to discern the character of who you are so you can be able to make uh, an educated opinion and decision about where you're going to take your life. I, I just feel as though I wouldn't be distraught if my kids were entrepreneurs, you know, but I just want to make sure that you're an intellect. I, I think it's inevitable for my kids to like not be like not entrepreneurs, but Self-reliance I mean, breathes on Yeah, people. like, yo, I'm going to make... I think, you know, we were talking about this yesterday. And by the way, guys, these are the type of convos you should be having with your friend. You see how even though this was a podcast, it's a conversation. Like, I am engaged in what he's saying. And this is just a side note. If you don't have friends that you have conversations like this, please start seeking out people yes, where you can have growth conversation, right? But anyways, back to what we said yesterday, you know, like the last thing we want to do is have spoiled kids, right? And, oh, and we, we, I think the way, I think it's inevitable for like our kids to not be winners just because I feel like, especially I think about it, right? Environment. We know how big environment is, your blah, 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 you know, your, your, the people around you, whatever, whatever. Yeah. I think if you just like, you know, if you were to do it right, it will be really hard for you to like for us to fuck up our kids. You know what I mean, unless we really, unless we do some stupid dumb shit, I feel like 
I don't know. For me, I feel like it's in the genes, man. I feel like it's in the genes for us, man. Like, uh, uh, side note, guys, my fucking, my, back in Nepal, my, my, my family, my ancestors, they've always been in the army. So, like, you know, since the dawn of Nepal, like, beginning of Nepal. So, you got the warrior genes in the blood, man. That's how I look at it. <laughs> Dude, yeah, sometimes, I, I don't know. I just feel like... I, man, I guess I'm, we won't know until it's time. You know what I mean? Know I guess we won't. Time, but, but, but one thing, just like even with business and everything, there's stuff that you know it's not time for yet, but it don't mean you have to be prepared for it. You know, so I just think to myself, like, I got to play chess and not check because I know where I want to end up and I know I want to be a family man at a certain point and I got to think and I have to, it's not just about the monetary aspect of being a father, you know, it's being able to, like I said, give the opportunities to cultivate yourself. Look, I have to I keep it in real, man. I live as a black dude in America. Black America does not necessarily, they don't herald intellect as they do athleticism and arts and entertainment. Mm. And that's a big problem mm. for me because like I said, look, we live in a country and this is like I said, that's why the black America has exclusive I see problems. exactly what you're saying. I, 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 you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, I, 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 you, you, you sound a bit optic because I, I know you're trying to articulate like how to get it properly, but I know exactly what you mean. They value got, yeah, athletics I, I, and I, entertainment I, more than, you, you know, you like, like they, you, would, they would support that. Yeah, you respect, right. you know, you respect arts and entertainment. You can't even, because of the disillusionment in a lot of our people, it makes it really difficult in order to be able to cultivate a kid who, who believes the right things and stuff. But like I said, I'm going to be honest with you. Why can't I respect LeBron as what he is, you know, as the best, you know, a ball player stuff? I got to keep it real with you. I, I have a thirst for knowledge. I read every day, and I know a lot of other people who are very well-educated and are intellects that I respect as peers and everything. With that being said, I'm not necessarily interested and hearing, you know, somebody like that's um, activism or their political standpoint. Why are why is our community? And I ask myself these questions. Like I said, I am black. I have no choice. That this is the this is where I live and stuff. This <laughs> right, is, I have, I, I'm not changing that. So I ask myself, how come other people? Why don't white people look to Larry Bird and to Ashton Kutcher for political advice? But yet we look to LeBron. What's the problem? <laughs> You get what I'm saying? That's a big issue for me because, like I said, yeah. where, where are our intellects? You get what I'm saying? Where are the smartest people? Where are the people who really understand the power of a mind? And like I said, if I have to recluse myself and disassociate myself in order to have what I want, then so be it because it's going to be that way. I just don't care to have it any right. other way because I've just seen too much volatility and being able to maneuver things because of a mind and not because of an athletic skill set or anything physical. I really, it, it, when you just talk about working on your business instead of working in your business, it goes back, you know, when I was in uh, California, for anyone who knows Kasra, best pre best credit card processing company available, electronic commerce. For anybody who doesn't who doesn't know and is in the e-commerce space, if you're doing any type of payment processing issues, this is the ultimate referral because this is going to solve your problems. But I don't want to get away from my point. Kasra told me something really insightful. He said, this is the different statement between being an administrator and an operator. Mm. I have always, ever since then, made sure that I push myself to the administrative side of it. Okay, I refuse right. to be the worker, okay? I have to be the employer, not the operator, but the administrator. Otherwise, I'm withdrawing myself from the situation. Yeah, you I, really are, you know? I just like, am. Like, goes back to business, right? Goes back it to goes business. back to that. That's 100%. So, you know, before we, before we end off, there's some questions I would like to ask you, right? I feel like today's podcast has been very valuable and I can definitely see you as someone I'm going to bring back on. Right. And I think, and I think the next one, bro, we're going to do it in real life. Cause you're going to be in Toronto. Oh yeah. No, no, no fucking lie. Anyways, yeah. guys. So I think, 
you know, some things that a lot of people are curious about when it comes to just entrepreneurs is what are you, what are the non-business things you do that help you with business? Are there things that you do that are not really business related, but help you with business? So let me give you a quick example for me. And then I feel like you would have a better idea. So like I, I got into chess, right? Because yeah. I understood that if I play chess and get better at chess, it's going to help me with my decision-making, right? Because yeah. chess is all just this quick decision-making, right? Yeah. So there's that. Exercise helps me with the energy. So are there things you're doing in your day actively that are not, might not be business-related, you know, business-related, but is actually, you know, how do I explain? It's like, it's not business-related, but it helps with business. Indirectly, not directly. Oh, yeah. the, 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 so everything, even see, and like I said, I'm so glad you say that because you have to understand this is a whole lifestyle in order to be able to, co- to cultivate a mind because in order to cultivate a mind the way that I want it to be done, you also have to assimilate and associate fun with intellectual ascension. You get what I'm saying? If mm. fun to you is playing ball, if fun to you is, you know, doing this, you know, like that's still not, you know, like helping you to ultimately get to where you want to go, then fun could derail you. But if fun is getting stronger, like for example, if fun to a football player is working out, if fun is, is working on the field, is working on footwork, this is how, this, this, this is where the elite people actually separate themselves because they, in their mind, their craft is fun. I like chess because I know I'm ascending my strategical propensity when I'm playing. Right. I like games. Why? Because I, it, it fuels my competitiveness. Okay, like the, the competitivity of any environment, whether this be man and where we play a card, whether we're shooting pool, I like a competition, okay, because it keeps my edge. I like that stuff. And people need to understand that it's an entire lifestyle. People ask me, what do I do for fun? I can't even necessarily tell you. I, I have had some other thoughts, like for example, in the it's warm now in Cleveland, so I had these, I'm getting these jet skis and stuff, so that's going to be fun. <laughs> but <laughs> That's yeah, awesome. Yeah, I got to get on the lake because otherwise there's not that very many things to do all the time. Like Obviously, for anyone who doesn't know, I'm a diehard Browns fan, and that's also – I don't want to get in. That's for the next episode, all right, because we'll get traumatized if we go there. But <laughs> – Yeah, let's I, not go – I've heard it a lot, just being around you and in Toronto watching the game, bro. Yeah, <laughs> When I come to Toronto, I'll have to in person explain to the audience like how I feel about the Browns because this could get intimate. <laughs> it's deep. I don't know, but that's that's just my team. Like, there's no other. Every other sports team in Cleveland can move, as far as I'm concerned, and everybody else feels that way too. I mean, like you can say what you want, you know. I guess the Indians before the Cavs, like or the Cavs before the Indians, like the Indians definitely are more of a franchise that's beloved before the Cavs. But I mean, this is the Brownstown, 150%. It'll never change. 100%, 100%. So before we go, bro, you want to plug in your website, any social, anything you got going on, let the people know what's up? No, for sure, yeah. I'll just go ahead. Oh, you want to link? Oh, no, actually, go ahead. I, yeah, I, the, the link's going to be here, but if you just want to say, you know, I mean, actually, you know what, guys, listen, all the, there's no point of you saying it because the links are going to be under the podcast. Guys, go follow him on Instagram. Keep up with them, you know, connect with them on LinkedIn, blah, 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 whatever. We're going to get him back 100% when he's back in Toronto. We got to get him back because there's so much more things we could have touched on. But, you know, right after this, I do have to go. So anyways, yo, Dave, thank you so much for man being on this podcast, bro. I really, really appreciate it. It was um, a pleasure, you, you already fucking know, man. You already know what's up, bro. Like, I can't wait to come for you. Like, Dave is one of those guys, man. Like, you know, I, I've been grateful to me. And I'm just, I'm grateful to, like, meet someone like him just because he's expanded my mind. He's 
taught me a lot. And it's just a good friendship. You know, it's like we are, we think alike and it's good to have people like that. So man, I, I just, you know, appreciate our friendship, man, just outside this podcast too. But anyways, I guess, um, to everybody listening, hope you guys enjoy this episode. Please leave a rating, please leave a review, please do whatever, you know what I mean? Um, do all of that. I really appreciate it for those of you that, you know, listen to the end, you guys are some real ones, you know? So I really appreciate you guys for that. Hope you guys enjoyed it. Like I said, see you guys in the next episode. Bye-bye. That is it for this episode of Keeping It Real, everybody. And if you guys did enjoy this episode, I just ask for a small favor. And that is to share this with someone that you know would benefit from this podcast. As I really want to grow this community and this podcast through word of mouth right from you guys sharing it or telling someone to mess with this podcast or listen to this podcast or posting us on instagram and by the way guys if you do post us on instagram please use the hashtag keeping it real and tag me at splashman pb just so i can see it just so i can you know stay connected with the family and interact with some of you guys but yeah like i said if you guys want to keep in touch with me my instagram is at splashman pb if you guys want to check out my youtube where i drop amazing content and amazing value as well you know just search my name Rickshit Busnet, and my channel will appear but anyways guys hope you guys enjoyed today's episode and I will see you in the next one bye bye